0: In this episode of GP Cool Content, we're going to talk about retinal artery occlusion. So I'm going to start with a case, and it's a fairly classic case. We've got a 70-year-old man called Barry who presents with acute, persistent, painless, unilateral loss of vision, which he describes as starting like a curtain descending. The visual loss is now very severe, and he can barely see his hand in front of his face in his right eye. You note from his medical chart that he has a history of hypertension, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, and atrial fibrillation. So your main differential, um, you know, because we're talking about retinal artery occlusion would be that, however noting there are a lot of differentials for um, acute visual loss and We'll list a few. There's quite exhaustive lists. Uh, Murtagh's actually has some good lists uh, broken out by causes and duration, so definitely recommend having a look there um, for that. So there's good lists, basically. They're in uh, Chapter 77 of Murtagh's 6th edition. Um, the real description of all the diseases is a bit all over the shop, but the lists of um, causes are pretty good uh, in all the boxes there. So some of the differentials of retinal artery occlusion or acute onset painless unilateral visual loss would include things like TIA or stroke or amaurosis fujax, uh, giant cell arteritis or a migraine, uh, retinal vein occlusion, um, either central or branch retinal vein occlusion, uh, vitreous hemorrhage, retinal detachment. Uh, and then things like ischemic optic neuropathy or optic neuritis, uh, trauma, so not missing a foreign body, rumoring acute glaucoma, anterior and posterior uveitis, malignant hypertension and papilloedema and benign intracranial hypertension. Um, there's a lot more causes and you can go in depth and break it out by um, type and duration uh, and Murtag's has actually got some pretty good lists on that. So the history features of retinal artery occlusion, just remembering as well that in terms of retinal artery occlusion, you've got a central retinal artery artery occlusion and branch retinal artery occlusions. They're very similar in their um, physiology and presentation, but basically it's all about, I guess, size of emboli where either the emboli blocks the central retinal artery, which just comes off the internal carotid, or it's small enough to go down one of the branch retinal arteries. So, the causes and associations of retinal artery occlusion include your cardiovascular risk factors in uh, more elderly people. Also, giant cell arteritis is a major risk factor for developing retinal artery occlusion. Breaking out the cardiovascular risk factors to there's sub-risk factors. You can talk about things like hypertension, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, atherosclerosis, atrial fibrillation. If you're considering retinal artery occlusion in a young person, you want to think about uh, causes of vasculitis such as lupus, Wegener's granulomatosis, Bechet's disease, or any um, blood disgrace is causing a hypercoagulable state. Other causes can include migraine, syphilis and sickle cell disease. The examination features that you'll see in retro artery occlusion yeah. will mainly include having a markedly reduced visual acuity that doesn't improve with a one millimetre pinhole. You may, or may not see a rel- rel- uh, relative afferent pupillary defect on fundoscopy, the red reflex may be abnormal and asymmetrical, although it might not. And on fundoscopy, you may see the emboli themselves in the retinal arteries. Classically, you get a cherry red spot on the macula. You may see a pal retina due to ischemia. and You may see boxcar appearance of the veins. So what are the source of the emboli in retinal artery occlusion? The source of the emboli include the carotids, particularly from a carotid stenosis, uh, heart valves, uh, or if you've got atrial fibrillation. What are the investigations you want to do if you're considering retinal artery occlusion? So things you want to do are to Look for uh, likely causes and include or exclude those. So, you want to look at all your cardiovascular risk factors, screening for those, your basic bloods, looking at blood pressure, doing a, a giant cell arteritis screen with ESR and CRP, uh, looking for any change in coagulation states, and thinking about things like platelets, COAGs, and thrombophilia screens. And looking for other likely sources of the emboli with a carotid doppler ultrasound, echo, or an ECG. So what is the immediate management of retinal artery occlusion? Basically you want to refer to ophthalmologist urgently for treatment within four hours as a ophthalmological emergency. What are some key features of management in retinal artery occlusion if you have to do things before getting to uh, an ophthalmologist? Things you can do in central retinal or retinal artery occlusion include high flow inhaled 100% oxygen. Uh, I've seen some things on IV corticosteroids, I need to look that up. Can Massage the globe digitally through closed eye for at least 30 minutes. You can use hyperbaric oxygen within 12 hours. You can use IV acetazolamide 500 megs to reduce intraocular pressure. You can use timolol 0.5% topical eye drops to reduce intraocular pressure. And the ophthalmologist can do things such as anterior chamber paracentesis. Okay, so that's it for retinal artery occlusion episode on GP ball podcast. As usual, there are references upon request. Thanks a lot. Bye.